conspiracy theories have always been a hush-hush sort of thing that are by and large looked down upon. And for most of my life, even if you latched onto a conspiracy theory or two, you were really careful with who you talked about it with. And even though it wasn't mainstream, it felt good to know something deeper behind the headline. But that's all changed. It's the year 2020, and conspiracy theories have never had more of a prominent time in the sun than they do now. And today, I want to talk about what has happened with conspiracy theories. Why aren't they the same as they used to be? And how you should be navigating these things from a biblical worldview. Many pastors and Christian influencers are just throwing a collective wet blanket over conspiracy theories and scolding Christians for getting hooked on them. That's not exactly my message today. The problems I see surrounding conspiracy theories are more nuanced, and it might not be what you're thinking. My name is David Rudy, and I'm the pastor at Doxa Church. Thanks for listening to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. It's just me today. The roundtable has the week off, and as you, the listener, pull up a seat at the table, I want to set the stage by saying I'm not going to delve deep into any specific conspiracy theories. Even though that might be a little fun uh, for some of us, that's not my goal at all all. So if that's what you're looking for, there are plenty of other places to go. But as we explore scripture and pursue a balanced view of reality and how that should impact your daily life, I'm going to be highlighting two growing trends of dismissiveness and what I want to call mislabeling on top of some other warnings for all of us. This is such a divisive issue and you have to tread incredibly carefully with it but it's uber easy to get sucked in and go off on the deep end in a myriad of different ways. So please listen to the end and hear all of the different warnings that I'm offering. And here's where I want to begin. What is a conspiracy theory? I would say the definition has changed. We have news stories about laptops and statistics from the CDC, both getting misclassified as conspiracy theories. And I think that's something we shouldn't take lightly. What is a conspiracy? Here's the dictionary definition. A secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Keyword there being a secret plan. I don't think I need to remind you of what a theory is. You know, it's an idea used to account for a situation or justify a course of action. So really, my first question is, why wouldn't you believe there are conspiracies going on? I heard Al Mohler talk about this once, and he said, with our biblical understanding of sin, we shouldn't be surprised when we see evil operating in an evil way. Not only the Bible, but human nature itself tells us that people plot evil things. So does any Christian really believe there aren't groups that are secretly planning evil? If you believe that, I would say you severely are misunderstanding fallen mankind and the prince of the power of the air who deceives and twists the truth. Ephesians 2, 1 through 5 says this, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now 
at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. So with our biblical worldview, we should expect there to be evil in this world plotting evil. 2 Corinthians 11 says that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Paul also says in that same chapter, I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from its sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So we have to start here. And please don't turn me off right now and label me a nut job. Or please also, at the same time, don't go buy an InfoWars subscription right now either. But let's get one thing straight. At the core of all of this, spiritual warfare is a battle for truth in your mind. I did a series on Ephesians 6 back in the spring, you know, at the peak of the lockdown. And this is what Paul says. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So, Christians, we shouldn't be dismissive of the truth that evil exists, Satan deceives, and there are men plotting in secrets. One more, one more verse for you here on this point, but 2 Corinthians 10. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we really could go on all day with scripture to back this up, but that leads me into my second point. Much of what is labeled a conspiracy theory in 2020 doesn't come close to the old definition of a conspiracy theory. guard conspiracy theories that we've all heard of usually start with the JFK assassination, the moon landing, more recently 9-11 or Sandy Hook. That's what used to be classified as a conspiracy theory. Fast forward to the present day and we have things being labeled conspiracy theories by the mainstream media that are out in the open and they're researched and sometimes they're proven to be true weeks after they happen. So I'm not going to go into too much detail here. You can do this research on your own if you doubt me, but nationally renowned scientists and lifelong doctors with tenure are being crucified and labeled a conspiracy theorist by big tech and mainstream media because they dare to ask questions that they're not supposed to ask. We are literally living in an America right now that is suppressing free speech, and there are billion-dollar corporations telling us what we can and cannot think. So just know that... That is ripe ground for conspiracy theorists right there. But here's what we can't miss. 
the questions many of these sane, normal, rational, educated people are asking are not the old kooky connect the dots with pinned up strings on a messy chart with scribbled marker all over a whiteboard kind of questions. These are legitimate concerns that are worth investigating. There have been more quote-unquote conspiracy theories proven true in the last six months than there have been in the last 100 years. No one talks about it because the people mislabeling whatever it was just ignore it and move on after it's an accepted truth that's no longer debatable. So that should tell you something right there. If someone tells you something is a conspiracy theory, it doesn't make it a conspiracy theory. Our country, including many of its spiritual leaders, are forgetting the real definition of a conspiracy. And the result is people are becoming more and more oblivious to what's happening right before our eyes. We live in a day and age where if you just slap something with a label, that's supposed to shut it down. And at the same time, it's not hard to prove that much of what is now being labeled a conspiracy theory doesn't fit the old definition. What we have going on really is a ploy to get you to stop thinking for yourself. There's no other way to slice it. Now with all that said, please relax, take a deep breath. <laughs> Here is my main point on all of this. It's the word balance. Some of the listeners are probably ready for me to start talking about QAnon at this point. Others of you are still listening because you just want to know if this will end in a train wreck. You can disagree with me on some of the particulars up to this point, but here's the main thought. Every Christian should be striving for balance. There's something about uncovering the truth and filling in the gaps that makes you feel good. It's a way for people to cope, but finding balance is my primary exhortation about conspiracy theories. Think about old school conspiracy theories, the Freemason stuff, the Illuminati, the Bilderbergers. I happen to be a Christian who believes that one day the Antichrist will be the one world ruler who unites the world, you know, in, in, in the tribulation period. That biblical worldview leads me to accept that there is some type of secret deep state and it's had a lot of different names and iterations over the centuries. Uh, so will any of us ever figure it all out? Of course not. But at the same time, how could that much smoke not have any fire at all? Please don't hear me say, go all in on this. Please don't do it. It can, it can become really unhealthy really fast. Paul warns Timothy and Titus to avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. It's slightly different than what we're talking about here, but it still fits. You don't need to go neck deep into it all. You know Satan is real. You know Satan hates us. So we all know Satan is plotting and he's using men and women to do his work because that's what the Bible teaches. The balance part comes in by not going crazy about it. So don't follow the extremists and lose your mind. The Alex Joneses of this world are not grounded in the gospel. They turn angry and kooky and scary because they see enough of the evil and they feel like it's their job to expose it. And they don't have the peace of knowing a savior. Most conspiracy theorists don't know Christ. And this present world 
is their life. That's not us. So be aware. There's probably truth to, to some of it, and I'm not going to believe everything I hear on either end of the spectrum. My response is, I don't know for sure, but nothing would surprise me. And yeah, there's sick stuff happening out there. We should all know about enough about human nature to realize that. But don't get carried away by focusing on the darkness. Instead, stay in the light. Ephesians 5 tells us that light will expose darkness. It's not your job as a follower of Jesus to call out the darkness. It's your calling to shine light. Here's what you're called to do. 1 Peter 5, 8-9. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So we are told to be aware, be vigilant, and don't worry about it, because Satan can't touch you. I mean, he is a threat to be to be respected and um, in, in the sense that you that you know he can take your head off, but know that he who is in you is greater than anything that is in the world. So for anyone that's dismissive of just anything that your cable news channel labeled a conspiracy theory, you should probably be a little bit more aware of the darkness of this world. Just look at the sources. You can't believe everything you're told in the age of misinformation. You have to keep your head on a swivel for the truth and be wise. The sons of Issachar in the Old Testament were commended because they understood the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. So it would do some of you some good to wake up and be the real kind of woke, (laughs) not the world's version of wokeness. I'm just saying don't fall into line with what everyone else is saying And look past the headlines and the mislabels and realize that we do live in a fallen world that calls good evil and calls truth a lie. What I'm saying is don't be a sheep who follows the same path that everyone else follows. We're a Christian. We know the gospel. We serve Jesus. We understand end times on a deeper level. So here it comes one more time. Can't stress this enough. There has to be balance. Don't get carried away. Don't get prideful because you have it all figured out. No one does. Conspiracy and intrigue gives us a sense of control, of knowing all things and being able to keep our fears in front of us. God calls us to a quiet place, fueled by both trust in him and the mystery of our faith. Our connecting of every unconnected dot is a cheap substitute for believing the ultimate story that explains this world that we're living. Our biblical worldview tells us evil and tragedy and sin find their roots, not in a smoke-filled room in Switzerland, but with the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now working in the sons of the disobedient. Satan is the ultimate master conspirator, and sin is the virus that has woven its way into every human heart. We as believers know that the man behind the curtain is on a leash. Limited in power and defeated when Jesus uttered those agonizing words from a Roman cross, it is finished. The dots for us have been connected and Jesus, the victor, has triumphed over the enemy. So while we participate with him in renewing and restoring the world, we can rejoice when evil is exposed without being the ones 
who indulge in the dark mysteries. Well, there's so much more to be said that could be said here. But again, the reason I even went here is because I think it's dangerous whenever a Christian falls hook, line, and sinker into the talking points of whatever the world is telling you. We need to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. And that means we don't call everything the boogeyman, but that we also don't keep our heads in the sand. Investigate what you need to investigate, but be careful not to venture too deep down that rabbit hole. It's very easy to get swept away into losing your focus on your main calling which is to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Hope you enjoyed this one. Talk again next week. You are loved.